Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking Care of Business. We are in the, uh, what is it, the next to last week of August? Wow, it is. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, because right. next week's the last full week of August. That's right. Because Labor Day weekend's weekend after next. Yeah. Long weekend. Awesome. Yes, indeed. It's, um, uh, and those of you that are listening to us that listen to us um, frequently, God bless you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You may hear that George and I both are basses and baritones today. <laughs> we are both coming off two weeks of significant crud. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway. So, so if you hear any <clears throat> or uh, coughing away from the mic, please um, forgive that. We are just know that it's uh, esophageal spasms we have no control over. Did you see Did where you just Iron Man it? Fauci is finally retiring? Uh, 81 years old, he will retire with the largest pension of anyone ever in the history of the federal government. Uh, and what has he done? He has been the lead of the medical Gestapo. So he's... Uh, what kills me is, um, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three months ago, um, he came out and said... You know, maybe we should make people, maybe we should just let, or the best thing to do now is just, just let people make their own medical decisions. And I thought, that was the case to begin with. And I thought, wow, what a concept. It's almost like we've been saying that for two years. Anyway, uh, we're not going to get on that because I could rant and rave. No, I don't think there's anything to rant. Well, I'm sure there's something, but we'll, we'll just, we'll scoot on past that because I'm in a, I'm in a fairly good mood today. So, um, we'll move on by. Uh, my name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, which is right outside of Greenville. Uh, our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www com. Uh, our website has a variety of financial articles that we are regularly rotating on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. Uh, it has a place if you have a question or want to set up an appointment with us. There's a little form you fill out with your information and we will be in touch with you. Um, it has links to our social media, to our Facebook, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram. Um, let's see. It has upcoming events. And the next one is, I believe it's September the 6th. Yes, September the 6th, uh, which is our halftime report uh, webinar at 6 p.m. on September the 6th. So that is the Tuesday after Labor Day. Which um, is also your birthday Eve. My birthday Eve, indeed, yes. Um, but that's our halftime report. Uh, at the beginning of every year, we do a... Um, state of the markets webinar where we kind of predict what we think is going to happen for the upcoming year and review the previous year. So we do, we usually do that end of January, 1st of February. Uh, and the halftime report is kind of a, it's sort of a check-in. How close were we with our predictions? Because by this point we've compiled all the data, uh, we've compiled all the data through the first two quarters of the year. So we look back, we review that, kind of see where we were with our predictions, how close we were, what we were wrong about. Uh, unfortunately, this year we were right about a lot of things. Um, it's a really, really informative uh 
it's going to be a really informative webinar. Um, lots of data, lots of statistics. Uh, it, not a whole lot of this is our opinion. This is what we think. This is very much a here's what here's what the data is showing. Uh, again, that is 6 p.m. on September the 6th. If you go to the website, there is a page to register there uh, over Zoom. Um, so I'd really encourage you all to come out and, and hang out and uh, there will be a time to ask questions. Um, but it's, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be very informative and a lot of good information. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, we have our podcast, Taking Care of Business. So uh, if you miss a show and want to catch up, that's the place to do it. I think we're on like 19 different uh, platforms. Or if you want to go back and listen to old shows, um, that's that's also the place to do it. So give us a follow there. Uh, that way you'll you'll get new episodes every week. And I think I have um, – I think I'm done – marketing ourselves for the week uh, and you did it well thank you have i missed anything i, I don't think so if okay. you did kenzie will say something to you about it. yeah i will that's true uh what are we talking about today well uh, you had a great idea and well, yeah, i know i'm i'm just as surprised well, as I'm you surprised are you probably got it from somewhere I'm <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about investment philosophies everybody should have an investment philosophy and um do not be offended when I'm fixing to say I'm talking to the general public, not you. But most of you out there are like shrews running off a cliff. <laughs> um, you don't really, you're just kind of taking what the media tells you in terms of investments or taking what your investment person tells you. And, and you don't really have uh, a solid reason or solid philosophy why you're doing what you're doing. So we're going to talk about investment philosophies today. Yeah, we've had a lot of questions this year, a lot of meetings with people, a lot of questions, uh, as, as I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard as well. Um, with the way the market has been this year, should I be moving to cash? Should I be moving to something that is absolutely fixed and that can't go down? And I think that that right there is a comes from a lapse of an investment philosophy or losing sight of your investment philosophy. Uh, the whole point of an investment philosophy is, or, or, or an investment goal, I should say, uh, the, I found a really great article, um, talking about, you know, how, how important it is to have an investment philosophy. You often hear people talk about an investment strategy and this article is really great. It says an investment strategy is nothing more than a manifestation of an investment philosophy. And I thought that's a that's a great point that it all comes from what why you're investing money what what you believe about about investing. All right, I have a question. Devil's advocate here. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Investment philosophy philosophy to me means a <clears throat> excuse me a um a feeling or a belief a, a belief or whereas investment strategy is is a plan. So I don't understand how you correlate those two. I think. The like your investment philosophy, your, your belief about investing. Uh, All right, so give me an example, such as such as. Uh, All right, what what's your investment philosophy? I believe the markets are efficient, and my my investment philosophy is I'm in this for the long term. Markets are going to go up and down. Overall, they're going to go up, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put I'm going to consistently put money into the market, and I'm not going to touch it until it becomes necessary to start moving things around to adjust my 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 what my investments are and so i think an investment philosophy is a qualitative thing whereas an investment strategy is more of a quantitative uh thing where okay my belief is that markets are markets are efficient they're going to do what they're going to do i have I, that i have faith in them i'm going to put money in and i'm not going to touch it a whole lot my investment strategy then is uh taking those taking those particular funds that accomplish that 
that goal of buying and holding. Do you think that most people, um, investment philosophy is more what their investment advisor tells them it is? I think so. Uh, I think a lot of people, and, and, and there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with working with your advisor planner to come up with an investment philosophy because it's not, I, I, I think it's not really something that a, a normal person is going to sit down and think about because they, or come up with on their own because they don't really have time. I mean, I, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable to work with your person to find out what your investment philosophy is. More importantly than that, I think it's really important that you find a planner that whose whose philosophy you align with. Uh, I, I don't think there's any problem with meeting with somebody and realizing it, that you know you don't have an investment philosophy. Meeting with somebody, you hear about theirs and you say, "Wow, I really subscribe to that." I, I think that's I think that's the best way to go about it. But I think it's really important to find somebody whose philosophies you align with because if you're if you're at odds with your financial planner's philosophy you're going to be you're going to be arguing about every decision they make or you're going to question every decision they make about your investments well the other thing about and this is again not being devil's advocate but i think people i think the majority of people don't have an investment philosophy uh, oh you're so, absolutely right so i think right. it'd be very difficult for them to find uh, like right now if you were to ask people the mar- are market sufficient they would go Gosh, absolutely no, not absolutely not yeah uh, and part of our role as financial planners is to teach people about this stuff. That's why we have seminars, why we did a radio show. Yep. Um, we, we tell our clients we're going to teach you um, enough so that you can ask good questions and you have, you know, you have good so that you can understand. Now, during this market downturn, which again was expected, did we have our clients, some clients call us panicky? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did we have many do that? No. No. Because most of them believe the markets are long-term efficient. And I think the investment philosophy uh, is so important because when you do have what appears to be an aberration like the market is today, which is not an aberration, but, you know. It feels that way. Yeah. Um, then I think it's, it's kind of like you can go back and go, well, this is we knew this is going to happen. This is how it plays out. Um, uh, yeah, no reason to panic and run in circles, scream and shout, that kind of thing. It also – if you have the same, if you have an appropriate investment philosophy, <clears throat> excuse me, it also guides you as you become older and you do need to make changes and you do need to <clears throat> to scale back on the market, that that type of thing. Yeah, it it, it just it, I think of an investment philosophy kind of like a kind of like a compass. Um, in a year like we're having this year, it helps to keep you focused and on the path. Uh, again, I'm, I'm quoting this article from um, from another firm, and, and it says, too often investors want to focus on the short-term outcome of their decisions when in reality it has very little impact on the long-term results of a well-conceived investment strategy. A random 300-point drop in the market, while entertaining and maybe a little disconcerting, will be nothing more than a microscopic blip along the way in a long-term horizon. And that's uh, that's that I think is kind of sums up. I mean, it definitely sums up what's happening this year. You know, you wake up and you see the market's down six hundred points, and, and and people want to freak out. But if you have a a good solid investment philosophy, a, the, the, your foundation for for why you're investing, that helps you stay focused, and it helps you to not panic when when something like that happens. It helps you to look around and go, "Dang, that hurt." But okay, well that's 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 that kind of thing is going to happen. What kind of what brought this about again was was we haven't had very many but we've had a few people that uh, 
whose who's, whose questions have been okay since the mark okay I'm I'm hemorrhaging money right now because of what's happening in the market should I be moving to cash to just stop the bleeding and the answer is no because again it's it all comes back to that long term investment philosophy that that you know we believe markets are efficient that something like this we knew was coming and it will it will continue to happen that well, about once every 10 years this kind of year should happen now it's not pleasant but this is part of a normal healthy economic cycle and so we we work really hard to educate people about that that okay but do you, do you think that <clears throat> i'm sorry about the frog today <clears throat> do you think that all right, I'm going to guess the majority of people that hear this show are going to go, I, I don't have time to invest in philosophy. It's up to my, my person to take care of that for me. Um, tell me what's wrong with that. You got no guide. I mean, or, or, or you're, you're depending on someone else to make a philosophy for you. And I don't care how good your person knows you. Nobody knows you better than you. Well, I think the investment philosophy to you is is kind of the light when things are dark, like it, right it now. Like right now, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we see so many people. Uh, re- remember, one of our mantras at Journey's Group is a uh, mantra is a fact. <laughs> yeah. Every time you move money, somebody makes money off of you. And one of the things about having an investment philosophy is, if you've got one and your person calls and says, "Hey, we need to do this. We need to do that," then how does that fit the philosophy? Yeah, how does it fit the philosophy? And and uh, remember, um, hard facts, nobody likes to hear this, but remember that no one can predict the market. No one. Uh, and there is no better um, investment than uh, – there's no better uh, equity investment than, than – the vast majority of them are all the same. All right, you, It's just a matter of taking out the different fees and that kind of thing. Um, and so – when you have an investment philosophy, <clears throat> in our case, <clears throat> you know, I believe in the markets, markets work. Then if somebody was to call me and say, well, when a client calls me and says, <clears throat> get me out of the market, I go, why? Well, I'm losing money. I go, okay. Um, did you sell anything today? Well, no, well, then you hadn't lost any money. Uh, and I know that sounds very trivial and very trite, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you are... 15 years away from retirement, for example, this bad market shouldn't bother you a bit in the world. But if you don't have a philosophy, you don't have a belief, it's going to tear your nerves all to pieces. If you don't have a philosophy or a goal or a belief, you tend to jump at every big change in the market. You kind of have a hair trigger when it comes to your investments, and you're very likely to follow a trend or jump on the bandwagon or make some really drastic change that in the long run – is not going to help meet your goals. Well, you tend to be a, you tend to be a fad follower. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Like you're, I said, you're the one that says, "Get me in bitcoins. Get me out of bitcoins. Get me in gold. Get me out of gold. Uh, get me in Iraqi coins. Get me out of Iraqi <laughs> coins." I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, which again is not is not an efficient way to run a market and or to run a portfolio. Um, really interesting that the you're talking about people saying, "Well, I don't, I don't really have time to come up with an investment philosophy." The next thing in this article says, "Keep it short but pointed," and it has Warren Buffett's investment philosophy and. Um, you know, I don't, I don't claim to be the smartest investor, but uh, I think Warren Buffett kind of knows what he's talking about. And his is very simple. And I like this. It says, buy wonderful businesses at a fair price with the intention of holding them forever. That's it. I mean, there's, it doesn't, an investment philosophy does not have to be this uh, 10 page essay about 
why you believe what you believe. Just make it very simple. But but again, come just figure one out. Come come up with one that fits your your personality, and along with that, come up with a strategy and and more importantly, a goal. Uh, we've talked about this before. You need to invest with a purpose. If you if you're and that kind of ties back into your philosophy, which is okay. Why am I investing the way I'm investing? Why do, why am I why am I actively trading if that's what you believe? Okay, because I think markets are not efficient. I think I can beat the market. Okay, why am I buying and holding these funds? Because I think the market, it, it all ties back to the, the strategy and philosophy tie together. But more importantly than that, I think you need to have a goal for why you're investing. If you're just putting money in just for the sake of putting money in, it, well, that's not sustainable. Yeah, and one of the, and this is a good example <laughs> is that one of the initial questions we ask everyone is, if you were going to retire today, what kind of income would you want? And sometimes they'll give an answer that is uh, kind of drives me up the wall. I don't say anything, but as much as, as I much can as I get. can get, yeah. Well, okay, that that's about as ambiguous a target as, that, as there is. I that, mean, is that is so unhelpful. <laughs> yeah, uh, for yourself too. Yeah, exactly. So if if your investment philosophy is get the best return I can, that's Why? not a return. That's that's a dream. I mean, that's that's obviously what you want to do that's unattainable because you're never because you'll never be satisfied with your return you know if man i had six percent this year well, i could have gotten eight you know just to say my goal is to get the highest return that i can okay well where do you draw the line at where where is the highest return it's just it's not something that is measurable and i think and see uh, and <clears throat> i'm 62 i do want want the highest return that i can get anymore because the highest return that I can get is dangerous. You want a consistent, yeah. even return. Yeah. yeah. Now, there are some would say, well, the highest return for a 62-year-old. Okay, well, that's fine. But that's not what you said. And and you really, it, it's it's one of the, the biggest um, mistakes people make is they approach investing money um, like they approach running a marathon. I'd like to do that one day, but I'm not going to put any work into it. Yeah, yet. yeah. Um, maybe that's not an example, but but you you got to have an idea about what you're trying to achieve, and and taking the money to to us to uh, any other person, Edward Jones, Merlin's, whatever, and just saying, "Give me my best return." That's that's that gives us no direction. Well, we're obviously going to try to give you the best return, but yeah. do you want the best return for a 24 year old, for a 55 year old, for a 70 year old, um, and the best return may not be sustainable with what your personality can tolerate. That's what it comes down to is you say, I want the highest return I can, but in order to get the highest return, are you willing and able to stand the risk that comes with that and the, the volatility that may come with that? Um, I, I like your analogy of, of a marathon. Cause again, in my, my source material for today, for today, um, it says, like training at a gym, investing can become difficult, tedious, and even dangerous if you lack focus. And I think that's that that's spot on. That you get, there there needs to be a a measurable, attainable, and and more importantly, a realistic goal for why you're investing. Uh, well, the the absolute best way, most efficient way to invest money is about the most boring. It's, oh, it's so vanilla as it can be. And we're actually we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah. Because you're, you eventually are. It's like the, it's the tortoise and the hare. It, well, it's like the uh, commercials used to be a while back. Set it and forget it. Yeah. And because the idea is, it's kind of like cooking a cake. You put the ingredients in, you turn the oven on, and then you let it go. And then 
whenever the cake's ready, you come back and get it. Yeah. But you're not waiting for... You're not staring at it. You, yeah, you're not waiting for fireworks to come out of the oven and a marching band and, and that kind of thing. And, and we tell people is, uh, you know, uh, investing money is like losing weight. One slow step at a time. Yep, one bite at a time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say something. No, else. I, I run out of ideas. Oh no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So, uh, so start with start with a goal. Just f- figure up some goal, and it, and it doesn't have to be anything major. I, I would argue start with a just a short term, realistic, and again attainable goal. Um, you know, write down a list. Just start a list of of your goals. Make sure you have long term ones as well. You know, long term would be all right. I want to retire one day. Um, and like right now for myself, my goal is right now. You know, down the road is retirement. Do I have an idea of the income that I want? Uh, not at this time. Um, but I'm also very early in my working years, and so that's okay. That. Uh, but but I'm I'm putting money aside for the purpose of retirement. So right now. It's okay that my goals are pretty broad because I've got a lot of time to kind of dial that in. Uh, I've also got short-term goals. You know, right now I want I'm trying to buy a house, and so I've got an account that I'm investing money in to help buy a house with. So come up with a list of goals and and put a time horizon on them. You know, for for retirement, obviously um, that's going to be pretty long for me. It may not be so long for a lot of people listening. You know, it may be five, ten years, or it may be next year. Um, but put a time on it so that you can track it. it there, there's, if you write, if you have a goal with no way to track it, then, um, there's no way to measure that. And, and it's really hard to stick to that goal. Uh, and, and again, make sure these goals kind of match up with your, your philosophy and your strategy, you know, that, all right, I want to retire one day. All right, well, how am I going to get there? Uh, it's just, it's, I, I just, I think it's so important that, um, that you know why you're investing money. It's it's like saving money. It's like it's like going on a diet. There needs to be a reason for it. Otherwise, it's really hard to just to sustain it. If you just say I'm investing money just to invest money, or I'm saving money just to save money, or I'm I'm a I'm going to start a diet to lose weight. Okay, well, how much la- how much weight do you want to lose? Because if 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 you don't have a measurable, if if there's no finish line. How do you know when you're done? How do you know the kind of progress you're making? And, and if you're not measuring your progress. Uh, I don't have a I don't have a psychology degree, but I took a few classes in college. Um, it's really hard for your mind to keep up with to to stay motivated if you're not seeing some at least a, a little bit of progress every now and then. Yeah, even though we do the the set it and forget it, um, I guess that more remains to yeah you know, get the recipe and don't change the recipe. Um, it really, folks, investing money is a very um, unglamorous, unsatisf- uh, unfulfilling way to do it until the end. And yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, we've told this story before where, um, uh, yeah, a lady came in her office, had worked in the same company for 40 years, had, had truly put money into a 401k for 40 years because somebody told her to, and yeah. she just said, and never really paid it. any attention yep. to it. And, and this is a woman that was making, you know, about average income, nothing, nothing dramatic. And, um, so she's 60 and to her surprise, her 401k was $1.4 million. And she got that because she did exactly what she was supposed to do a little bit at a time. Every month she put, um, 6% in. 
and did it for 40 years, not essentially for 40 years, 401ks were around that long, but I mean, uh, but essentially let compound interest take care of it. So at 60, she's retiring with more income than what she was making than she had while she was working. Yeah. And she did it just by uh, following the basics, not paying attention to it and letting it do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So kind of winding down here, let's, let's wrap it up. Number one, investment philosophy, uh, sit down and really think about what you believe about investing. And, and again, work with your person, work with your, your planner to, to kind of come up with that. Um, and don't be afraid to ask your planner, how does this fit into my investment philosophy? Because if they don't know your philosophy, <clears throat> excuse me, then they're not going to know how best to invest for you. So that's number one. Number two, make sure that your investment strategy aligns with your investment philosophy. You know, if your philosophy, again, goes back to, all right, I think the markets are, markets do a great job. They're going to do what they're going to do. But your planner or your advisor, whoever is calling you every week, telling you to move around, some the the that's not adding up that those those two things are not complementing each other <clears throat> so make sure that they go hand in hand and, and are are complementing each other and going along in the same direction um and then last but not least make sure you have a goal to investing uh whether it whether it be long term short term whatever it is make sure you have a goal make sure it's attainable real realistic is probably the biggest thing uh don't say i'm going to save $20,000 a year uh, when you make 30 a year um so again, just make write and write this stuff down too. Um, if you have questions about this, if you need some help coming up with these things, or um, just want more information about it, give us a call two five two seven four six six seven eight five. Again, two five two seven four six six seven eight five. We try really hard uh, at the Journeys Group to to educate people and to to show people that investing is not. Uh, we we kind of pull back the curtain and pull back the veil to show people that it's, it's really not as complicated and scary as the industry would make you believe, uh, and that normal people can and should do it. Um, so again, if you got questions, 252-746-6785. Hear the music in my ears, so I guess we better head on out of here. I appreciate you letting us spend some time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and we look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate, taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.